Welcome everybody to your favorite Wednesday night podcast, the Paranatural Cryptid Preservation Society. And tonight we're going to have a special on Japanese urban legends. And because it's such a special one and we have so many that we have discovered, we have Dylan with us tonight. Hello. And we have Tina. (laughs) And of course, the wonderful, the one and only Kelly. Hello. <laughs> welcome, welcome, everybody. I hope you are strapped in. You've got your snick snacks with you, your drinks, you're settled down. You've got somebody to cuddle with. If not, the squishmallows work great because we have plenty of urban legends to go I'm over. So I'm so excited. Oh I am too. <laughs> we, I did not think that I was going to find as many as I did. Now, there was a lot of oh, repeating yeah. ones. But I was super excited that we even had a list to right. go over. So, so I, you you mentioned this the other day about like you know what what you wanted to do, and mm-hmm. like at first I was like, okay, that sounds like fun, and then I woke up this morning to some links that you had posted, and I was like, okay, we got to get the whole group together because this is going to be a <laughs> fun one like (laughs) it is this one like it 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 encompasses so much of like the craziness that they have over there their their mythology their urban legends their it's all of it it's crazy no i agree with you their folklore aside the folklore is like standalone with like it's just crazy and wonderful in itself but i have become a huge fan of Japanese horror. Yes. Um, and yes. I Asian mean, I've been in, in general. Yes. In general, in in general, general. is I like. Just... Now, we all, love American horror. <laughs> we yeah. all know my, my stance on horror. So I won't even like go into all that. <laughs> but I do find uh, the Japanese culture very, very uh, interesting. And um, I did take a little bit of Japanese earlier on in life not that i can actually say much but you know i want to learn it and it's definitely in my list after i learn american sign language but i need and understand more than i can say i haven't used it (laughs) oh the like the the all of the horror movies like from korea and japan and so many different places oh my god Mm -hmm. american horror movies can't even touch i'm a big I am a big fan. I don't want it to be confused. I, I'm a z- I am a huge fan fan of The Walking Dead. Negan, my husband, one. <laughs> but, but look, I, I will have. I don't. I don't care who calls me weird for saying that Negan's my man. Negan's my man, and I will die on that alone if I need to. Um, but um, Train to Busan. Oh, the best zombie movie out mm-hmm. there. I'm in love with The Walking Dead, but Train to Busan is where it's at for me. Yes. Oh, yeah. Best character ever in Daddy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you had to go there. That's where you had oh, to take Lord. that out. See, now I got to watch the movie after this. <laughs> it's it's a great name, movie. And he, he is a dad in the movie, so I'm calling him Daddy. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he got any mm-hmm. energy, okay? <laughs> if, you, if you've seen the movie, then you know which one we we know who you're yeah. talking about. You're, no, it no, was a, no, it's a great movie. If you haven't seen Train to Busan, you guys need to see and it, like, especially zombies if zombies are a thing. Movie? The zombies in that movie 
Yes. If you, you, can, you can avoid uh, the peninsula, though. You can you can avoid peninsula. It's not as good. If if it's we actually had a if we ever had an apocalypse and we had Walking Dead zombies, they would be like, eh, it's, it's all right. But Trend to Busan ones, nah, nah. The nah, game, bro. the game Project Zomboid is about as much into zombies as I go. I'm I'm a zombie <laughs> guy. I have like I have like a decade and a half of just zombie research and just headlong neck deep in zombie lore and stuff like that and my my fear is like resident evil zombies any other zombies i'll try Mm -hmm. resident evil i'm out yeah (laughs) i'm not i don't know because last of us and them clickers i don't know man oh boy yeah last of us i didn't see that (laughs) wait we can always show her game style because uh spoilers there's no spoilers and i hear if we're in apocalypse and i hear I'm out. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> the nearest window. I'm gone. Well, um, aside from zombies, in some of the the things that I have been watching has been all on Netflix right mm-hmm. now, and I watched The Girl from Nowhere. That is amazing in itself. And then I watched School Tales, the series. Ooh. And that one is fantastic. Um, the other one that I watched was, oh, hold on. Let me get to it because I have to find it on here. I absolutely loved it. Um, it oh was fantastic gosh. for me. I mean, there's the movie Uma, which okay. was fabulous. But there is this little series. It's got 12 episodes so far. And it's on, uh, you can find it on netflix it's uh i'm finding it i swear i'm finding it it's here because i watched it um and i fell in love with it and it freaked me all the way out um gosh darn it bring it up that is not it that's not it either oh there it is okay the japanese tales of the macabre Ooh. it's done in anime and it is it will creep you all the way the hell out. All the way the hell out. It yeah, is no, I'm so good. good. Okay. I well, loved it. <laughs> another one, another one, remember and remind. So good. Hmm. So if you're if you're looking for some Japanese or Asian or Korean Korean horror, any of the from from Asia, the horror from Asia, I recommend those because those have been fantastic for me so far. Because I've the detail for me in there. Yeah, now the detail is so like the good. the the in joking cabin in the woods. Like the, we always lose to the the Asian true. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> true. Now, there's a, there's a few of the folklore stories that have made it into the movies as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we, because shall we talk about this? I want to do yes. one. I want to do one. Because Tina is so excited about it, we're going to start off, we're going to kick this off with the origins of the grudge. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) And it is super good. (laughs) No, because that's my girl. Like, oh, I love, can I do it? Can I do it? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, uh, So the story, if you don't know who the grudge is, first off, if you haven't seen the movie Grudge, what are you doing? As I look at Kellick. Hey, I think I've actually seen that one. Oh, man, I'm so proud of you. I've seen, I've seen The Ring, too. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, you hear that, right? You hear the wobble in her voice? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 
the grudge it is a foreign uh it is a folklore story um it's just like an urban legend um but i absolutely love um, kayako i love her this is the grudge herself she is a vengeful spirit um as a child she was heavily bullied um because of her looks she looked like she was scary to others um and unapproachable which uh caused not only her parents to neglect her and not show her any love because they felt embarrassed, but also her not getting any friends. Um, And then she, as she grew older, she was very, very smart, very smart lady, um, very smart girl. And she graduated top of her class, both in grade school, high school, and in college. And then she met her husband. Um, Her sweet, her husband, I'm going to say sweet, lightly okay um there is a lot of different stories talking about how her husband killed her and their son um there is the one that i read when i first discovered the grudge i went on to like a whole like month kind of research thing like i need to know more about this this is awesome (laughs) (laughs) the one i read was that they were low on money um and he decided that seeing as his hard work is not paying off and no matter how much they were selling like furniture and selling different things, it was not working. Even Kayako's business, she had like a little small business. She didn't do much. She was mostly a stay at home mom, but she used to like make things like knit stuff and everything like that. Um, That wasn't making that much money. So he decided to go with sacrificing some of his blood, which he thought was the only sacrifice to a demon and mm-hmm. hopes that they will get better finances to get their son through grade school and a nice private school. I feel like that's college. the wrong way to go about things. It I'm is. Just, I'm just, just going to slip on I, here, but I, I feel not, like if you're going to, you don't, you don't. Mm-mm. Right. That's yeah. the wrong way to go about what it. What I read was that he thought that the sacrifice was blood, but really is his his uh vessel his body and a demon took over and killed Kayako and then drowned their son in the tub and their pet cat that's why if you see grudge and you see that the boy Toshido if you see that he's meowing that's because the father drowned the baby and the cat in the water together it's just Mm -hmm. this whole gross Mm -hmm. thing um and with the grudge the reason why she makes that sound is because she was thrown down the steps so the only sound she could make from her breaking her neck was, uh, that's it. Yeah. So, see, okay. I'm going to put out a little disclaimer. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to put out a little disclaimer. Yeah, there is a um, little disclaimer there. Well, the little disclaimer I have is, um, as a person of practicing alternative means, blood magic Yes. is one of those things that you do not do lightly at mm-hmm. all, period. Um, if you do decide to use it, you better have all the protections, the wards, the sigils, everything up if you're going to use your own blood in blood magic um, because you're tying yourself to that. You're tying yourself to whatever mm-hmm. ritual, rite, sigil, protection spell, curse, whatever. You're tying yourself, literally tying yourself to that. So if you're well, not... Why do you think that all the bad guys in the movies use everyone else's blood and not their own? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the way the way that the story was was he thought that was just it. 
he just had to sacrifice a little bit of his blood. He just punctured his finger and that was it. Chanted some words, put his blood finger, his bloody finger onto the book and chanted some words. There's also other stories where he did not know that it was a demon book. He did not know. He thought it was like a Bible, a different Bible. And technically mm-hmm. it was, but for something that was not good. Yeah. Um, and then there's other stories, like I talked with Sooth earlier, um, from the link that she gave provided that he assumed that she was cheating. He probably got her diary. Um, they said that she got he got her diary and he assumed that she was cheating. And then there's See, other that's stories. The one that, that's the one that I, I read. There's also other stories of that she was cheating, that she got sick of their, them struggling financially and that she was cheating with a neighbor. Either way, it ended very tragic for Kayako and Toshido and their sweet baby cat. Yeah. I cannot remember the cat's name at all. It was um, brutal. The it way was very that, brutal. yeah, the way that he went about murdering her. Now, this is another one that I watched on um, on Netflix that gave me the idea that we should cover these. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly because I'm I'm probably not going to the Ju on. The Juon Origins. It's mm-hmm. on Netflix. It's six episodes. They're pretty short and they're fast paced, mm-hmm. but they connect three different families to that house. And it's almost like they make the house like an alternate dimension or a pocket dimension That's because time... One. Yeah, mm-hmm. time runs differently in that house. They, mm-hmm. The way they did it, even though it was only six episodes, let me tell you, the episodes weren't like an hour long. They were like 25 uh, minutes or 29 minutes. I think one went like for 33 minutes. So they're not very long and they're like jam packing all this information into the, these six episodes. But was the, the way- house bigger on the inside? No, it wasn't bigger on the inside, it but it British. had right <laughs> it, <laughs> it wasn't the TARDIS um <laughs> for all the Doctor uh, Who fans out there right I got a joke for Doctor Who fans knock knock oh boy who's there, who's there? the doctor Doctor Who okay. has anybody seen my TARDIS okay <laughs> <laughs> all right that's that bad joke coming through <laughs> anyway but there were little parts in the house where certain things had taken place with with these three different families that were all connected to the house itself. Mm -hmm. So there was these little pocket dimensions and different rooms of the house where time just wasn't running. It was running um, congruently. So that whole, you know, dimensions and alternate universes all run parallel to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of like what this house represented. That was another rumor that... yeah. Because they did not live there at first. They lived at a, like, when they first got together and they had the baby, they was in, like, a nice, luxurious, not, like, fancy, fancy, but, like, a nice big house because mm-hmm. they wanted to grow their family and everything. And as finances dropped, they moved into that house. The house yeah. that everybody knows, that house that everybody sees in the movies and in the pictures. They moved into that house. And that house was really, really cheap. Yeah. Well, so, uh, there was like murders. Okay, right. nobody <laughs> knew that. Nobody knew that. They did not know that, and then no. you know that happened to them. Well, because it was the eighties. It was True. the. It was the. Well, if you go back further, it started in the seventies and worked its way up. You know, mm-hmm. of course, and they never 
they never took down the house. They just kept selling it. And then, of course, you know, realtors in, in this day and age now, thankfully, they have to disclose what happens on the property or in the house. Yes. So for the first 40 years, they didn't have to say crap about it. They right. didn't have to tell nobody that they trying to get that money. Right. They were in it for that money. Now, in the series that I watched on Netflix, I, I found it super freaking interesting. Um, one of the characters is a paranormal researcher. Mm-hmm. And he writes and col- he collects all of these ghost stories and these urban legends and stuff and compiles them into books. And he does all of his research and he goes, he talks to people and he gets as much evidence as he can gather to you know, go into his books for this. And he was living there when he was five and he and his sister got separated. And he always thought it was because his parents had died. So they were separated and adopted out. And then his sister later on died from an illness. That's what he was told. Well, when he goes back to the house with the other people who had been connected to said house, He was experiencing like all of the timelines at once each time he went into a different room. So and he would go into one part into the living room and he would look out the door and he'd see his father who spontaneously combusted, by the way. And then he would see he would turn to the left and he would see what happened to one of the girls which was one a part of the family she was unfortunately essayed in the house and um the curse went with her followed her around because she accepted the baby from the woman who was killed by the son who went insane from the original original owners of said house who supposedly started the whole curse itself So the son, who was completely insane, ended up kidnapping and holding a woman hostage and essaying her and torturing her. And she lived in the attic, which became the pocket dimension and just pretty much encased the whole house. And she fought him off one day because he was going to do some very bad things by removing the child from her while she was still alive. And she defended herself killed him and then ended up going into labor and she took the baby and would try to hand the baby off to other people while the girl that was essayed in the house many years later ended up accepting that baby from her and raised the child until he was unfortunately um put into a vegetative state by the abuse of the father who was the man who essayed the girl in the house. See, you see how it's all like wrapped together. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. Yeah. So it's like anyone who went to that house ended up being a victim. You could just be standing outside of the house and mm-hmm. looking into it. And you ended up becoming a victim of this curse. And it just kind of blew up with Juon and what happened to her and her son in the home because it made headlines and it didn't die off like all of the rest of the stuff that happened in the house did. You know what I mean? So, so it's, it's more tied to the house then. Yeah. It's more tied to the house and the original owners and what they opened with this insane son that was living there. But this is just from the series on Netflix. Okay. So it's, 
it's really good. I do feel like it, like you said, I do feel like it's something with the house because he went, the husband went from being this loving man, absolutely adored Kayako, like thanked her every single day for giving birth to their son. He's a healthy boy. He was smiling, jumping around, great things. And he was very, very smart. And then they had the cat and they was trying to have a second baby. And there was also another story that I feel like whatever they released in the house dwells or eats up negative emotions because out of all of the stories, all of the theories that I've read that pertain to how, why the husband killed the wife and the son all surrounded with the fact that they was trying either trying for another baby and was failing and that caused depression in the house or their finances was dropping and that caused depression in the house. I wonder I wonder if there were any no masks in there. I don't know. I feel they, like there could have been. Cuz like it's a, it's a good I Because mean, it's a theory. think about it. the no masks are traditionally used in theater. Um mm-hmm. they looking at them from different angles provides different facial expressions even mm-hmm. though they're, you know, solid, you know, masks. Um, yeah, it's like an optical illusion. Exactly. Yeah. And the these masks were said to absorb and draw in negative energy from the owners till they get mm-hmm. till they get completely consumed by the mask itself and their soul is then trapped in that different dimension of pain. And that's why Kayako came you know what back that... as a vengeful angry spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She came back pissed. Yeah. Ready to But go let me tell she Girl, she had every right to. She had she every, absolutely every right to. This is why I love my girl because, yes, she's going after, after she, yes, she now is going after people who are innocent. I still support her 100%. You can call me crazy. I will die on that hill by myself. No, I don't girl. care because she's been through a lot. First off, she was neglected yeah. by her parents. She was bullied just for the way that she looked. Yep. Then she had this husband that she felt like loved her forever. They had went into a dark hole either because they couldn't like, conceive another baby or because finances were low Mm -hmm. and that caused the husband to get angry and take the lives of both her and her son and their cat and now she's pissed so I would I would be even more pissed if I was her because if I came back as a vengeful spirit about to go after my husband and then all of these all of these theories always ended up with him ending his own Mm -hmm. all these theories ended up with him ending his own so well, I can imagine yeah. her coming back like, I'm going to get this man for what he did to me and my son. And, and then, then she finding couldn't. out he was already gone. Yeah. I'm I'm going to do, you've, you've summed this up and put in so many details, like, beautifully. I told you. I did my like, research. <laughs> you did, <laughs> girl. I but, watched this at, like, 13. I've been researching ever since. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to, I'm going to read a little snippet of the urban legend as it is now. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, uh, one day her husband was snooping around in their bedroom and found her diary. When he read it, he became convinced that she was cheating on him. When she came home from work and went upstairs, he was waiting for her holding a knife. He attacked her, beating her and slashing her viciously right in front of their son. When she tried to flee, now I'm telling you right now, these are going to get gruesome. This is going to get detailed. So if you can't do it. Give me about a minute and then come back. Okay, you had your time. 
She tried to flee, but her husband chased her. He was almost out of his mind with rage. Covered with blood, she slipped and fell, breaking her ankle. Desperate to escape, she crawled down the stairs, but when she reached the front door, her husband grabbed her. He took her head in both his hands and twisted it around, breaking her neck. But after all this that she has gone through, to this point, she was still alive. Yes. By sheer force of will and spite. Because girl had it in her now. Now she was mad. You know, she was still alive. But she was paralyzed and she couldn't fight back. There was nothing she could do. All she could do was build that rage within her. So the only sound she could make was that hoarse death rattle. Y'all getting it in stereo. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So her husband dragged her back upstairs, put her in a black plastic Mm -hmm. bag, and left her in the attic to die. Then he got to their son and drowned him in the bathtub and stuffed his body in a closet. Because she died in such pain, anguish, and rage, Kayako came back as a vengeful ghost. She appeared to her husband and strangled him with her hair. He was found lying in the street and the police thought he had taken his own life. And ever since then, her ghost haunts the house in which she died. They say that if you go into the house, you will hear her hoarse, choked death rattle. Then you will see her crawling down the stairs, covered in blood, and rolling her broken neck around with a sickening, cracking sound. Negative. Hey, my nope. <laughs> Y'all better not talk about my girl. Y'all better not. I got That's goosebumps. I got goosebumps. That's that's mm-mm. no yeah. uh, see, that, that'll be a was, negative for when me. i was little when mm-hmm. i first started reading about her it gave me goosebumps but now when i hear about her story and hear about everything i'm like she's such excuse my language she's such a badass she is she came back after everything she first thought she was still alive that takes a lot she was still alive after everything because even if it was like following the other stories that i told you about like him pushing down her down the steps and like at the end, he did put her into a bag and put her into the attic. So even after all of that, she was still alive, making a sound, just pissing him off even more. And then right? she comes back. And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, no. Yeah, everybody's going to feel my rage. Because even as an adult with a, a, a loving husband and a wonderful son and their cat, people still stayed away from her and therefore stayed away from her family. Yeah, mm-hmm. her son had a few friends. But as soon as they saw the mom, the kids ran away. She always felt like she was a burden to her loved ones because of how she looked and how scary everybody thought that she was. So for her to feel, she felt, she honestly felt betrayed by her loved ones. Society in general. And society in general. And for that to also be taken on her son, who's a, a sweet innocent little boy yeah she wasn't he like lot. five or six he years was old like five or six now imagine that, there, yeah. you're five or six years yeah. old and you watching something as horrific as that it's just insanity and at oh. some point she saw that he was looking she saw yeah that he so was she terrified. knew yeah she knew so not only was she f- pissed off mm-hmm. because she felt betrayed and she felt betrayed by her husband and society and her loved one in general but she was upset that that was taken a, like Dude, but that's also me. on her son. 
Look, that's so me. This it, badass came back was like, I'm, yeah, no. You I'm telling you my name. <laughs> <laughs> mess with my family. It's one thing if you're messing with me, that's fine. Mess Listen. with my family though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, dare you call you. me anything you want. I don't care. <laughs> I know my name at the end of the day. You even look at my mother wrong. That's it. That's it. Yep. Yep. It's that's fine. a wrap. My mom that's always it. tells me she like sometimes she'll have incidents outside when I'm home and she's out and about. And I'm like, why you didn't tell me? She was like, because you see how mad you are? You be in jail, Tina. I'm like, okay. Well, I, I got bail money. What? I got I bail money. I got out. I was good in orange. What are you talking about? That's you my summer You only go to jail color. if they find the body. Come on. Listen. <laughs> orange is my summer color, so, y'all. Kayako and, and her son, and that's my favorite. I love them. I have a well, slight crush on Ghostface, and we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that because we're not talking about Ghostface right now, okay, girl? We're so not. put it back in your pants. Put it but back in your shush. pants. <laughs> <laughs> put it back I in your pants, I have a very girl. slight crush on him. We're not going to talk about it, but my favorite is going to always be the grudge. Always. Wonderful. Well, uh, speaking of curses, this goes feeds right into our next one, and it is the origins of the ring. Yes. Seven days. Seven days. <laughs> She's a badass too. And this this one know. was for Sadako, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sadako. And there's a whole urban legend that goes with that one too. And it's even it's scarier so than the movie. It's it's oh god. It is so her extremely back, sad. Her backstory is a very, very strong warning before we mm. get into this. This has to yeah. do with a lot of child abuse. Mental health issues. Uh, mental health issues. All of that. So if you have misunderstanding, misunderstanding. So if you have a trigger with any of that, especially the mental health abuse and the child abuse, mm. all of that malpractice. Please, 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 yes. please take the time to just like skip a little bit ahead. You know, we can yeah, either skip ahead. I, skip I do have a <clears throat> have a uh, comedy related tangent related to the ring that I can do to help people a little bit more calm down. <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll we'll provide that for after the story yeah, just yeah, yeah, in case yeah. you need to get a little lighthearted. but yeah just make sure that you're good if you're good to listen then ca- carry on to listen because this one gets a little it's tragic it's yeah. tragic but i mean all the best horror stories are okay yeah. now sadako is the ghost girl from the ring movies who appears in a cursed videotape now i'm about to explain to you why there is a videotape at all period because i always wondered why was it a videotape i know why Uh i i didn't i mean yeah it's a quick way to get things around i understand that but how how with the videotape because this was back in the early 1900s in japan and can i tell you that i didn't even know this was a thing yeah like i didn't even know that they were experimenting with this stuff like yeah in terms of psychic powers um projecting thoughts and images onto film like thought thought photography it's photography photography is what it is and it's photographs yeah we don't mean thoughts okay guys so you know roll it back we're actually talking about the things in your brain pan um she yeah she had a psychic ability that she inherited from her mother right okay and like kellick said it's she her ability was to project words and images from her brain onto film. So now we know why there was a videotape. Okay. Now 
It said that when she was young, she was very melancholy. She was depressed. She seldom spoke to people, very self-isolated, uh, extreme introvert. She never played with other children, and she preferred to spend all of her time alone, which, you know, there's no problem with that. All of us need to go crawl into our, our rooms, our safe spaces, our comfy spots, and just check out from the world. So that's cool. But this is something she did all the time. So we go into her mother, who was a psychic, and she conducted several experiments with a psychic researcher named Dr. Now I'm, I'm going to try to pronounce this, and I, I apologize in advance if I butcher this. It's Dr. Fukurai? Fukurai? Fukurai. Yes, thank you. Um, when the doctor published the results of his experiments, other scientists accused her mother of being a fraud and said she faked her psychic abilities. Uh, her mother was so upset, so depressed by all the criticism that she ended her own life. So her daughter was devastated by her mother's death. I mean, that was her one and only, you know, they were, there was nobody else for this girl is what I'm saying. And um, she went to live with her father because they weren't, like I said, they weren't together um, on a remote island. Good for an introvert, right? Not so good for depression. Um, as she grew older, she began to develop psychic powers of her own. And when her father learned of her psychic powers, guess where he brought her? Right back to the same doctor, the same guy. So that, that doesn't sound like a good idea. Like, it, is right. there anybody else? Like anyone? Come no, on. There was apparently there was nobody else, and the doctor forced her to participate in many exper experiments that involved using her mind to make words and images appear on photographic film. In Japan, they call this ninja, mm -hmm. which means thought photography or thoughtography. And she produced a number of these thoughtographic. I can't. Come on. Photographs. Thank you. <laughs> I, I want my mouth hole to work, but it's not going as fast as my brain pan is. So anyways, um, and nobody could explain how it was done. Right. So this doctor, I'm, I'm saying that loosely, by the way, wanted to publish another book. But remembering what had happened to her mother, the girl refused. She told him she was going to leave and would never come back. Like, screw this guy. I'm out. Nobody knows for sure what happened after that. Okay. But. She disappeared. Yeah. She, some people believe that the doctor murdered her. They say he lured her out into the woods near the hospital and strangled her. Then he threw her body down a nearby well and sealed it with a large, with large rocks to keep her hidden. Right. But she wasn't dead. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> when she woke up, she was trapped in the well and couldn't get out. She attempted to escape by scaling the walls, but failed every time. And if y'all don't like this, you're just, just cover your ears. Earmuffs, guys. Um, earmuffs. Breaking off her nails and fingertips in the process. Ouch. All the way down, like the first fingertips were gone. To the nubby nubs. To the nubs. The bloody stumps of the phalanges. Um, the poor girl survived in the well, and here is your uh, your answer, Dylan, uh, for seven days before she finally died with her heart full of hate. And with her last breath, she vowed to have her revenge on the world. 
So her (laughs) rage and terror and the manner in which she died combined with her psychic powers to create a terrible curse or a grudge. And this resulted in a series of inexplicable images being projected onto a mysterious unmarked videotape. And this is where she appears in the videotape as a shadowy young woman dressed in a white gown hospital gown her face is covered by long black hair and they say if you watch the video you will die in seven days and the only way to save yourself is to make a copy of the videotape and give it to somebody else that's it so would i be like permanently off the hook if i just like made a copy and uploaded it to youtube (laughs) (laughs) you know i don't to the world (laughs) i don't think that that she Right? I don't think that she was ready for the internet, to be honest with you. She wasn't ready for YouTube. But could you imagine the power that would give her, though? That's kind of scary. Think about it. Yeah, it's that's not just terrifying, but you know if that whole... Uh, give her all the power. <laughs> right? well, Hashtag like, AI. Right? Well, it's like, you know, oh, <laughs> thinking right? into being. You're literally thinking her into being and giving her all of that energy and then post it on youtube yep done she's done (laughs) we're all done and so is the world (laughs) (laughs) bye the dinosaurs got their comet we got the ring (laughs) (laughs) it's true though like that's crazy i couldn't imagine that but just again everything that she went through and then to be dumped in a in a well and surviving solely on the water that's in the well for seven days before she she inevitably passed away. But just, uh, everything that led up to that, could you imagine the experiments that she had to go through? Oh, goodness. Mental health in the 1900s before and after was not well. It was not good. Not so great. No. no it was not so great <laughs> for anyone else. Great. <laughs> See, the story... Right? The other story that I heard for her, it didn't involve with her getting experimented. It was just involved with her mother not being that well mentally. Um, she, it's 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 just like uh with Kayako, with um the daughter, not many people wanted to be around her because she looked scary, and therefore that caused the mother's reputation to dwindle. She was a well-known lady, very, very nice, beautiful woman. All of the guys liked her. All of the guys wanted her. All of the women wanted to be her. It was that kind of situation. And when she had her daughter, the husband left. Her family deserted them, and nobody wanted to be around them. And that caused the mother to break. And she took the daughter and did the whole well thing. And just closed it as she heard her mother, as she heard her daughter crying and saying, Mom, please don't do it. So that is so al- sad. Alternate ending. All of these, there's so many different stories. You never know and which one is the real one, aside from, you know? That's the thing about urban legends. They evolve, they change over time. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, telephone, you know, the game telephone. Like, by the time it gets around the circle, it's totally different story. So who knows what the original was like? Right. So a bad game of telephone, y'all. Like That's Bloody Mary. Is. 
there's so many backstories on her. Speaking of Bloody Mary, look at you just leading us right into it. Did you know that J- Japan has its own version of Bloody Mary? That's why I brought it up. <laughs> look here girl let me explain to you this one's kind of funny okay now that we've gone through some heavy let me give you a little bit of funny here okay um the jet ja- the japanese version of bloody mary is <laughs> it's a it's a toilet go, please spirit. don't make me laugh don't make me don't do it yeah hanako a lot of toilet spirits. um it's called or she is called hanako of the toilet and is a spirit summoned much like her Western counterparts. Now, let me tell you. I'm sorry. This one is just. Situation. <laughs> no amount of Febreze is going to get rid of this. I'm just telling you right now. Okay, I'm sorry. But, Make sure you but... take a leak before you get it. <laughs> I'm t- look, this is, she, this is not the only this is not the only Japanese toilet spirit. Okay, they have two. They 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 have two very popularized <laughs> ones, and this I'm, is one of them. Okay, I'm getting Harry Potter vibes here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on, Japan. Why are your bathrooms so sketchy? The toilets are built into the floor. Of course, it's sketchy. Come on. I would. I would okay. rather. I would. Don't work. Just man, work. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, y'all. So let let me tell you. All right, let me tell you, okay, if the brave or stupid enter a restroom and it has to be on the third floor, okay, you have to knock on the third stall three times and ask, Hanako, are you there? You may get a reply, and it's not the reply you want. (laughs) Okay, the door will slowly creep open to reveal... Little Hanako in a red skirt. Her hair is done up in a traditional style bun. And then she grabs her victim and drags them into the toilet, never to be seen again. Now, in other versions, Hanako will ask children if they need a friend. And regardless of their answer, you those children will be dragged into the potty stall as well. Doom and gloom. In the third stall of the third bathroom on the third floor. <laughs> and Hanukkah is not the only one either. There's no. Akamanto too. Oh, oh Lord. Please tell him about him. Please tell him. <laughs> so Akamanto was this, it, it's a boy that resides in the bathrooms and he gives you the, the Morpheus choice of red or blue. But instead oh, of the, I pill, remember this one, yeah. the paper I remember rolls. This one. I remember this one, yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't it doesn't matter which one you choose because either way he ends your life. But there is a way out though. There is a way out. What's the way out, Dylan? You say no thank you, neither. No. You, 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 you don't you don't ask for another another option, you just say no thank you. You can't. We're good. No, in this version, you can't. You get offered either roll, red or blue. The first thing I heard is you, you say neither, no thank you, and you can survive. Got you. Well, in this one, um, as as Kellogg was saying, you get the red toilet paper, the blue toilet paper, and what, depending on the one you choose is the way that you die. Exactly. So the red one 
you die in a pool of your own blood. The second one, the blue one, uh, you get strangled. <laughs> so there's no winning in that one. <laughs> Don't you? I'm telling you, I'm sorry. Who Japan. does number two work for? From Philadelphia, <laughs> from Pennsylvania vibes. Um, see, like Pennsylvania ain't okay. Oh, Michigan oh. ain't okay. And now Japan, the entirety of Asia, you are not okay. <laughs> Well, see, and you start Cups getting Pennsylvania, <laughs> you start getting Pennsylvania vibes. We almost have to talk about the Inunaki Village. Oh God, please, please! This is the one that I was really looking forward to. Okay, you got to talk about this one then. Okay, I really, I really like this one. Okay, because it may, it I don't know, it just piques my interest. I don't know why, but it's. It's a village that they don't know if it ever existed or not. And it's said that the Japanese constitution is not in effect past the entry point of this tunnel. Okay. No so, laws apply. No laws. You done for. That's it. And the, the bad things that you could think of, it's worse than the purge. Okay. Because the now wild, you're at least. at least in the purge, you just, you die. You know, you can die. You still things, all that stuff. And this one, you don't even get an afterlife. Like you were stuck in this tunnel. You're stuck in this tunnel in this village that may or may not exist because nobody wants to go find out. Okay. Right. Well, and for good reason, because anybody who's actually gone to find out, they don't come home. They never come back. They just disappear. Like period. Like boop. Gone. I, I, I really want to Google Earth it. I, it's a road trip. <laughs> Hey, I'm not going there in person, but I'll look at it from space. I don't know, man. That's from not space. a butt I want to touch because I feel like, look, they, they close. you all for Pennsylvania. I'm what all for, uh, what, no, no. I'm all for Pennsylvania. I will go for to Pennsylvania, but let me tell you, okay, Sooth protective reason number 362 okay these are these are rules to live by if you want to live and have a peaceful afterlife okay do not go into tunnels don't go into tunnels do not go into tunnels don't do it covered bridges don't do that either it's all it's all bad all of it is bad juju don't go into caves don't go underground if you cannot get out if you can't see your exit don't Clearly, go into the ocean. Don't go get out. out. Space. <laughs> they yeah. don't do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm. Trust your, your auntie. Always Susan. have a way out. She's telling Always have you. an exit plan. You got exactly. look. You can have an exit plan, but if you go too deep, you still can't get out. Like if you cannot see the exit, if you're not within, then you don't have an exit plan. Don't if you can't see your exit, don't go. Even then, I mean, how Basically, many, how many spelunkers? You village, you're screwed. Yeah, you're totally screwed because you're doomed to a violent death. And here, look, they even tried to wall this thing up. They got it blocked off until there's like three, I think three or four feet at the top where it's just open. And people still scale it and go in, like jump down from this wall and into the tunnel. And it's just death, death and destruction and doom. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm trying to save your life, but you keep letting your mom address you. Please. Because <laughs> this thing is like, it's not just violent death. You are being ripped apart. And nobody can tell you the how, the why, or the who. It just happens. So, like, let me tell you. The essence there, of cursed ground. Yeah. The tales are likely the inspired. Is sour. 
right? Well, it's because of a brutal murder. Now, see here, let me tell you. They mm-hmm. actually took place in the tunnel, okay? The tunnel, being remote and rarely used by traffic, was a popular spot for gangs. And one afternoon in December 1988, a group of teens kidnapped, robbed, and tortured a 20-year-old man before burning him alive deep within the tunnel. As you do. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? It's negative. And today they hear howling dogs from the tunnel. And that's actually the name of the tunnel, Howling Dog Tunnel. Okay. It's considered to be one of the most haunted places in Japan. And we know of some, a certain forest. Oh, yeah. So you got that forest, but they're saying, nah, not that one. Not Mount Fuji. Not the castle that we're going to be talking about here in a second. Not that one either. It's this one. This place right here. This one. Don't go there. It's the most haunted place in Japan. Yep. Like. <laughs> Inunaki the, Village. Yeah. And it says Mental that. note. Don't go there. Don't go there. It even says that electronic devices and even cars will break down around the tunnel itself. So you can't even be like passing by the tunnel and things just. Quit working. So scared, the car starts moving. Like, <laughs> even like, even the car. The car is like, I don't want to go in there, man. <laughs> exactly, and they hear screaming from inside the tunnel, and that's the tunnel that you have to take to get to the village of doom on the other side. Nope, hard pass. Negative. Go over the mountain. No, it is fascinating to me fascinating to me that there may or may not be a deadly village on the other side of a deadly tunnel i i don't know why it's 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 spiking my brain pan alternative theory because you gotta touch the butt i gotta touch the bottom (laughs) alternative theory what if the village on the other side of the tunnel is just so great nobody wants to leave when they're there or what if it's paradise and they want to keep it a secret Yeah, yeah or what if it's like one of the seven levels of buddhist hell well, okay. Yeah. I mean, There's I was going positive, but the... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. But that place is terrifying. And there's more than one tunnel like that. There's two tunnels. Mm. Dylan, weren't you talking about one of the, the other tunnels? What was it called? I do not remember the name off the top of my head. Like um, Kasuyagi? Is it Kasuyagi? Uh, that sounds right. Ki- Kiyotaki. Ah, see. Yeah, Kiyotaki. The- I gotta remember the, the legend of the cursed tunnel. Yeah. Okay. So tell them about that tunnel because this one is also crazy. This is just reaffirms what I said earlier. Don't go into tunnels. This right here. This is why. So the underground passage connecting, uh, let me see if I can t- say it here, Arashiyama to, I can't pronounce that one, uh, Saga Kiyotaki. Sure. Sounds, we'll go with that. It sounds good to Close me. Enough. Uh, was founded in the early 19th century under atrocious conditions. Many workers are said to have died of accidents or exhaustion during its construction. It is therefore not surprising that lost souls are haunting the place. It is said that a white lady or other ghosts causing traffic accidents might be encountered in the tunnel. Moreover, Kayotaki Tunnel is 444 meters long, And remember, the number four is cursed in the archipelago. So if you happen to drive through this corridor in darkness, be careful when driving. 
sell. Just or just don't do it. Or apparently just don't go in, in that the tunnel. tunnel. Yeah, apparently in that specific tunnel, the people have been driving through it, and they'll see some a person manifest in the seat next to them. Right, yeah. like apparitions show up, like in your car, around your car. You'll, you'll hear whispering and stuff in your ear. Yeah. After you get through, Isn't you'll your see like handprints all over your car after you come through the next on the other side. Yeah. If, yeah. If you stop in there and like, then you come out the other side, you'll get bloody handprints on your car. And yeah. they say, don't don't, don't just... look in your rearview mirror because if you see a corpse version of yourself, you die. Just don't. Like, do like it. days just... later. That's a negative. Well, it's a good thing I can't drive. So, you know. <laughs> right? See, I was just saying, just listen to your Auntie Sooth. Don't do it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Reason number 346. Don't go into dark tunnels. Ooh. See, so, she has no problem going into the forest and going after cryptids. Right? She's going into Ow. a dark tunnel. All right. I mean, I'm just saying. The cryptids have so, reasons. These things don't. <laughs> okay. There was, there was a train that went through a dark tunnel too and it led to a mysterious place so there's a spine chilling legend something something demon tunnel demon tunnel demon tunnel i remember the rest of that song secret 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 tunnel Demon tunnel. (laughs) (laughs) All right, sorry. This is this is the spine chilling legend of the Kisaragi Demon Station. Read it. We found the origin story of it, and and Kellick's going to read it to you because this is really, really good. And okay, so this is an actual thing that transpired on a forum. Okay, so there are some theories that. Maybe it didn't happen. Maybe the person got spooked and then they, you know, dropped off the radar once things started getting a little real. But there was this girl. This happened in January of 2004. Okay. Actual event. This isn't just an urban legend. There is like forum proof that this transpired. So uh, there was a girl, Hasumi, um, who she was in a train heading to her workplace and uh, she was the only one in the carriage, in the train carriage, uh, awake. The other five passengers were asleep, but something seemed off. Now, that's kind of where things start. So she went on to uh, a popular thread over there, which, uh, or a forum thread called Thread 26 or on 2Channel. And she had been anonymous at first, but started attaching her name later as she shared her frightful situation during the ride. Hasumi on the text board asked the users in the thread if she could post her situation that was transpiring right now. And um, so they, they let her go on. So she posted, and this is quotes, I have been riding on a certain train for a while, but something seems off. I always take this train to work, but it hasn't stopped at any stations for the past 20 minutes or so. It usually takes only five minutes, seven or eight at worst. Uh, Oh, and there are there are five other passengers, but they're all sleeping. End quote. The users asked if she'd taken the express train by mistake. Hasumi is sure she is on the right train, so she assumes that she might have just missed her stop and decides to wait a little bit longer. 
And then she put, if anything else occurs, I might bring it up here. Okay. Well, then the user suggests she try to go to the end of the carriage to see the conductor. The train shows no signs of stopping, and as the user suggests, uh, she decides to take a look at the driver's carriage. She finds out blinds are covering the window, and she's unable to see the conductor or the driver. She also lets the users know that the route is a private railway in Shizuoka, and she knocked on the window, but nobody answered. A user then asked if she could see out the window and let them know the names of the stations she's passing by, to which she replies, we came out of a tunnel, so we're dropping speed slightly. There usually aren't any tunnels, though. It's a... It's a train from Shin Hamamatsu. It looks like we're finally stopping at a station. And this is where it gets really weird. The train finally stops, but the station is Kisaragi. Now, moments later, the train finally stops at the train station Kisaragi. Uh, Hasumi has never heard of this place, Kisaragi, before. She wonders if she should get off the train or stay until the last stop. She drowns in utter confusion as she gets mixed advice from the users. She finally decides to get off and look out, look out for help at the station. To her fright, she discovers that the station is unmanned and there's not a single soul around. A user then asks, when did you get on the train? She replied, I've gotten off the train. The station's unmanned. I believe I got on the train at around 1140, she replies. Then the the users tried searching for Kisaragi Station on the internet, but found no results. They also realized that her train had been running for an hour, which is pretty strange. Hasumi posts, I'm looking for a schedule so I can get back, but I can't find one. The train is still stopped, so it's prob it'd probably be safest to get back on. While she's writing this, the train starts to leave. Hasumi then starts looking for the taxi for the, from the station, but it's really questionable if she has any luck finding a cab at the unmanned station, a user doubts. There, there don't seem to be any taxi, any taxis here. Um, that, that's what Hasumi updates. The users insist she call 110, which is the number for the police over there, uh, or look up a taxi company in the phone book you know, from a telephone booth nearby. Hasumi calls her parents and asks to be picked up, but neither of her parents seem to know where Kisaragi Station is. They'll look for it. This is a quote. They'll look for it on the map so they can come get me, but I'm getting a little scared now, she says. A user then asks Hasumi if she was the only one who got off the train. She replies no one else got off and she's alone now. Another user assumes Hasumi was somewhere around Shin Hamamatsu, but Hasumi assures that the place is definitely called Kisaragi. One of the users reveals that the Japanese kanji, Kisaragi, also means demon. So demon station is what the station is called. At this point, Hasumi, along with the other users, they're getting horrified. A user advises Hasumi to walk back along the tracks as it might be possible that she could at least reach the place where she came from. Hasumi follows the advice and starts walking back along the tracks. 
Walking back along the track for some time, Hasumi updates the users that she hasn't yet seen any house or building or anything. It's all just grass and mountains around. Moments later, Hasumi posts, I got a call from my father and he had many questions but simply couldn't find my location. I've been told to call 110, which I'm a little opposed to doing, but I'll try asking them to help me now. Hasumi finally decides to call 110 and asks for help. But even after explaining to them for quite some time, unfortunately, the police believe that Hasumi is just messing around with them, and instead, they start to scold her for it. A user urges Hasumi to wait until daylight before she does anything. Because apparently it's nighttime now. Suddenly, Hasumi starts hearing weird noises from, from a distance and isn't sure where it's coming from. She posted, I hear what sounds like the beating of a drum mixed with some kind of bell way off in the distance. Honestly, I have no idea what to do at this point. The one-legged man. Most of the users insisted that she go back to the station and wait until the first train of the day. All of a sudden, someone behind Hasumi yells, Hey, don't walk out on the track. That's dangerous. Hasumi's with immense panic posts, I looked around expecting to see an attendant and saw a one-legged old man, but he vanished. I think I'm too scared to move. A user exhorts Hasumi not look back and run toward the sound that is expected from a group of people nearby. Hasumi races toward the direction of the sound. While running, she stumbles, hurts herself on her heel, and bleeds. Hasumi immediately calls her parents. Her dad informs her that he's calling the police, but Hasumi is still afraid as the sound keeps getting closer. Hasumi somehow manages to reach the tunnel, and now she decides to enter into the tunnel with the hope that the sound approaching from behind, or from behind her, is not the sound of a train. Minutes later, Hasumi posts, I finally managed to make it in front of the tunnel. The name says Isanuki. The sound's still getting closer, so I'm going to leave the tunnel. If I'm safe once I get out of the tunnel, I'll post again. As she leaves the tunnel, she notices there's someone up ahead. She was pleased to find a human in this ghost, ghostly town and thanked the users for their help and advice. She says, my face is such a mess from tears, uh, he might just mistake me for a monster. A user suspects a person that appears out of nowhere this late at night and that, too, at, at a place like this, might not be a good idea to approach him. Hasumi replies, he seems gentle and was worried for me. He called for a train to take me to the nearest station. Apparently, there's some kind of business hotel there. I'm truly thankful to all of you. A user asks Hasumi to acknowledge the driver's name and location. Hasumi questions the driver about it. The driver gives her an unlikely reply with Hina and nothing else. The driver does not even reveal his name. Hasumi assumes that the driver might not understand her language. The driver kept muttering in a different language. Now, Hasumi had left astonished as she realized that the driver is taking her back to the creepy station. While she notices the same grasses and mountains she had crossed a few minutes ago, most of the users constrain her to get rid of the car as soon as possible. Hasumi, in intense distress, posts, 
My battery is run almost running out. Things are getting strange, so I'm going to make a run for it. He's been talking to himself about bizarre things for a while now. To prepare for just the right time, I'm going to make this my last post for now. Hasumi was never heard from again. She left everyone on this thread in monumental anxiety. Her tragedy ends up being a real Japanese legend. So what happened to Hasumi later on? Who was the driver? Was she safe? No one knows. Did the station exist? No one's been ever been able to find it. That's insanity. Yep. I'm, I'm telling you, it's another well, pocket dimension. Away from train station. Right? <laughs> no subways for you. And it kind of reminds yeah, me of that. not platform three, nine and three quarters. <laughs> right? It kind of reminds me of the guy that, um, what was his name? Uh, shoot, I can't remember. It was the guy from that weird country that didn't exist in between, like. The man from Turin. Oh, yeah. Yes. Turin. Yes. That, that reminds me up. of that story. That, well, that one was crazy, too, because he just, he had a passport and everything and mm -hmm. a map and could show people, this is exactly where I'm from. I've been traveling to the same area for work for years. So then they hold him at customs. They put him up in a hotel room. And when they go up there to, to question him further, he's gone. Yep. That whole thing was crazy. Multiple realities that I, I'm convinced multiple realities all converging i agree with you any other explanation but realities are mixing and things are not quite right with the world at the moment mm -hmm. agree or for the last well this happened in 2004 yeah so and yeah. She, she girl's just gone gone girl gone bye mm. she left she was gone nobody ever heard from her again i don't man i don't know i don't know about that one but i wouldn't go back see you know what was involved in that story you know what happened? Tunnels. Tunnels. A tunnel. Tunnels. A tunnel. I was thinking that like another freaking tunnel. I'll point out she will go into the woods to touch different boxes <laughs> and find certain cryptids and is trying to go into yeah. asylums and stuff. But yeah. I'm, I'm no doing it. Alright. I'm I'm not <laughs> look, I have limitations, okay? I know I need scary. to come. I may come across as a superhero. Is that a lefty? Let me saying, go touch it. Oh, is that I'm a spider? Never mind, I'm out. Huh? I'm telling you, I there are some things that I just can't do. Okay. Tunnels, caves, can't goes do it. Out the window. Gone. Gone. It's illogical. I I can't explain it. It's completely irrational. I'm sorry. You know what I can't explain? I'm cool. I'm cool with the vast emptiness of space, but the ocean. Nope. Screw that. I'm out. Nope. You know. Can't do it. You know what I can't explain. Mm -mm. I still, as an adult, I if I'm coming up the steps, the basement steps, and I had to turn off the lights downstairs, therefore I am in the up. dark. I am sprinting my tail up them steps mm. and slamming that door. I, 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 okay. I, can't, I can't so put my finger on it. So mm. I get that fear, too, all the time. And do you know what happens? What? 
like for whatever reason something inside of me like steals it like just steals itself like just hardens and just like i slow my pace and just like grit my teeth and go no you ain't and gonna get like, me today basically and, like, and like i just like summon up all of my like inner strength and rage and just like no not today i'm walking at my own pace thank you very much even now at 28 i can't do it if even if i'm coming down the steps from an attic i am if i okay if i have to turn if i can turn off the light Mm. at the top of the steps or at the bottom of the steps to the attic or said basement then okay i'm not sprinting for nothing but if i have to turn it off in there and then leave nah bro yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta like demon crawl up the stairs and get out of there. I don't care. If I'll I even be my walking ankle, through, I am getting out there. I'll even be walking through the house and get like a creepy vibe from like the corner of the house, Mm-mm. and I will stop and stare right in that corner. Be like, no, Kellex, not today. Kellex over here exerting her dominance like a cat. Right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know how cats are in the house and they see something spooky and they're just like, you think I'm going to, where you think I'm going? This is my house. That's right? exactly what Kelly's doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> like in those horror movies, a demon slams the door. What bills you paying? <laughs> Do you pay I'm my bills? No, like I, I literally, I do get like that fear, like that heebie-jeebies, like I'm being watched or, you know, something's going on. But, like, there's just something that wells up inside of me that, like, hardens. And I'm just like, no, not today. Not you today. are not. You don't get power over my house. I'm sorry. Not today, Satan. Get out. Not today, basement demon. <laughs> See, reason number 413, rules of sooth, don't have a basement. No basement. <laughs> I have a rule for. I want to put a rule out there. If you have not had a child, and you go into a house, whether you just moved Look. in there or you've been living oh, there, oh, and you hear oh. a baby crying, you, I let me grab this mic. Let me let me tell you something. You better not go investigate. You better leave that <laughs> damn house. I better not ever hear that somebody went. Huh? Is that a crying baby in a house where I don't have a child? Let me go in. That's okay. You better. You don't go to that damn door. And leave. <laughs> Tina, no, not you got me on the inhale, girl. <laughs> leave. We ain't doing no investigation. No, go outside the house and then call my nineteen and say some babies in my house. Don't investigate. I bet not. I bet you better not. do nine hundred and eleven. In the wise words of Shaggy, we should handle this in the way that I've always handled scary situations: running away. <laughs> You know damn well, even if you Ooh. did have kids, you know damn well none of your kids is wham in the back room. You better, you, you, ooh. See, this is what, I we, I remember a discussion like this that I had with Kellick and um, uh, Sacred uh, back when we did our three-hour podcast. <laughs> and we were talking about uh random babies like there's if you hear a baby in the woods or in a house or something right and Uh it was one of the fae that used it to lure people into this pocket Mm -hmm. dimension yep they would cry like a baby or a child right and kelly (laughs) kelly and sacred were like no i'd really go because i'd feel like that would be a child there would be somebody Uh -uh. needing a baby that needed me i I never said that i i never said negative 
you would not I, I, if I hear a random baby out in the middle of the woods, the woods, the forest, the deep place, hell negative. no. That would I, be my first inclination that I need to well, go. You wouldn't, you wouldn't find me in the woods at night. Like unless I'm camping, <laughs> unless I'm in a designated campground, you won't find me in the woods at night. If you hear any kids or any babies in any dark areas, any woods, or something, you better not take your tail in there. Call nine one one and mm. say that you, you better heard a don't. baby or a kid. Ooh, you better don't in this dark area and somebody Preach. who has a gun and a and a flashlight. Tingle and hallelujah. So, Tina taking us to church. My fiance goes to uh, like inspect houses, right? And every once in a while, he'll get that creep vibe of something's going on in this house. And there was one particular house that gave such a creep vibe that, like, he fast walked out of there and then he oh he ran and he big red booked it oh yeah he ran and he didn't even come straight home he went to public places to make sure no heebie-jeebies followed him i I gotta make sure i didn't get none of that ectoplasm on me as i was escaping Uh (laughs) here's what here's the crazy part the basement is where he felt safest. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, that's a in the basement. The, the basement is where he felt safest. It was on the second negative. floor that mm-hmm. gave him that ultimate fear and dread feeling where he was like, I can't stay in this house any longer. I got to go. It was on the second floor. It wasn't in the basement. In fact, the basement was the farthest point away from the second floor. And maybe that's why it felt the safest. No, no basements. Basements are just a giant coffin. Okay, right. it's just a giant hole in the ground in the floor of earth. Okay, and you're voluntarily going into it. Negative. Nope, no, it's, it's a negative for me. Sorry. <laughs> well, he has to do it for work. <laughs> oh, yeah, but a better but, no, man than I am. Situation. It was in a. It was. I, I don't want to say abandoned, but it was an uninhabited house there were there wasn't any furniture or anything like that it was just an empty vacant house and there was there was nothing that should have caused any kind of creep factor and the place that should have caused the creep creep factor wasn't the place it did it was the second floor mm-hmm. oh oh and i don't know if it was that house or another house but he inspected a house that it was vacant again, and he took a picture from the outside. And in the upstairs window, there was a little kid looking out the window. Oh, oh I see that. Post it. You synced it with your own eyeballs. Now I want to see it with my own eyeballs. Spectacles. Post that. I want to see the picture. I want to no, see the picture. I want to see it. I don't know if he still has it, but. I, I will try to find it. If Big I can Red. find it, I'll post it. Big Red, I know you're listening, Big Red. I want the picture. I want it. <laughs> find it. I want to set my eyeballs on it. I want to see it. I need to sync it. Okay? Speaking of rooms, okay? I know we're going over a little bit, but <clears throat> we just found so many amazing legends. So many topics. So many topics. There's two that I really want to talk about before we, we dip out for the night here. 
Um, one of them was the Human Sacrifice Castle. Oh, no. Ooh, that one is creepy, creepy, creepy. And the other one is one that Dylan actually, um, had some, some thoughts about the Red Room. Red Room. Red Room. I feel like we just became the seagulls on Finding Nemo. Mine? 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 <laughs> Sorry. Dylan, why don't you tell us about the Red Room curse? Oh, let me refine the thing so I can actually explain it. <laughs> Dylan wasn't expecting me to call on him in the middle of class. I he didn't have no, his hand up. I was, down and I was looking away from the teacher and I still got called on. While we were waiting for lovely Dylan to get everything, let me drop a fact on you. A little underwater fact as to why you should not go deep diving. Did you know? Uh, this is, uh, this is my time to debout. Did, did, did you know there's a thing called a big fin squid that is so long that it's over 19 feet in length with just oh. its legs? And it could be found 48,000 meters into the water. It is so long. It is so long that it uses its legs as it's going by, minding this little business, to go ahead and catch its victims as food when it, something swims right up against it. It, it. it sucks them up. Mother Nature, you scary. Also, did you I'll even also, do you one if better. you saw the pictures, you would think, oh, it'd be slow, right? You would think it would just be less. No. No. The picture that they no, have on the, the internet, if you look up a big fin squid, that's the baby. It's a it's a squid. It's the baby. It's soup. It's the baby. The picture that they have is a baby. Girl, I'm letting you know right now. One... Nineteen feet in length. That's a baby. Girl. That's like a toothless. The ocean is scurry. Imagine okay? the mama. <laughs> the so... ocean is scary. That's a sea dart. Oh. Is what oh, that is. I'll do you one better. So in World War II, okay, German U-boat, right? They're all fighting in the, you know, big water battles and everything. And one of the German U-boats explodes, right? So um, torpedo hits it. It blows up, explodes, boom, up and out of the water. Well, apparently swimming next to the German U-boat was an eel, Okay. The eel was the length of the U-boat. Excuse me. Oh, that's not that. It was the length of the U-boat, and when it when the U-boat exploded, the eel exploded like came up and out of the water with the explosion, and everybody on the boats saw it. Mother Nature. Also, fun fact. Fun fact. Did you know that scientists even today don't know where eels come from? Yeah. Like how they spawn. They all go on a, on a journey. They all migrate, but where they go, how they reproduce and how the babies come back. Nobody knows. Mother nature. That's how Mm -hmm. it is. That's how it happens. It's mother nature. She's scary. She a bully. Why mother nature? Why? Why? <laughs> Riddle me that, Batman. Why? There was a just a straight up octopus that washed up on the shore on the coastal shore of Florida in 1901. From tip to tip, from tentacle to tentacle, it was over a hundred feet long. Uh, Kelly, Kelly, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to interrupt you right there. I'm gonna have to make you stop. 
I'm making you stop right now. Stop. <laughs> stop it. Stop done. it. Dylan, stop it. You ever done of how scary Squid's eyes are? Both of y'all now are going to go into the corner. <laughs> That's it. Grounded. Eyes of dinner plates. I into my corner. Grounded. <laughs> now, I'm Dylan, what room? In my corner, thank you. You stay there. Both y'all, stay there. Stay there. Oh, Dylan, fine. tell us about the red room. For the love, oh, I'll just I'll just read this whole little section that I found for it for uh, scary for kids is the the website's from the Red Room. The Red Room is a scary Japanese urban legend about a pop up that appears while you're surfing the internet. They say that if you close it, you die. There was a boy who was addicted to the internet and he heard about the legend about the Red Room. So one of his friend from one of his friends at school. So when he got home, he went online to see if he could find anything about it. When he was looking around, he all of a sudden the little window popped up and it was just a red background with written in black. It said, Do you like dash question mark? So he closed the window and it just kept repopping up, repopping up, and then after a couple times it, the text changed. Now it says, Do you like the red room? And in the background there was a childlike voice that, you know, spoke the question. Do you like the red room? And then the screen just went black, then there was a bunch of names that appeared in red text. And at the bottom of the list, boy saw his own name. And then he, and then he just kind of lost consciousness. And nobody ever, And when they found the boy's room, it appeared he had committed suicide and the entire room was coated in his own blood. Wait, wait, wait. Like he exploded? Like It doesn't specify how, but the, the room was painted with his own blood. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's... Red room. There, there you go. It is red. It's just it's, the internet pop, it is just it the is internet painted red. When you, if you keep closing it, it, you will die. Oh my goodness. All right. Yeah. On that note, we're going to go into human it's... sacrifices. Welcome to Human Sacrifice in this big castle with a name that I can't properly pronounce. So please forgive me, all of the Japanese listeners that we have. I don't want to butcher it. If someone else can read it, that would be great. It is Hito, Hito Bashira. Yes. Um, <clears throat> no, that's the type of human sacrifice. That's what it's called. But the, the name. Oh, <laughs> Mar- Maroka. Thank you, Maru. There we go. Anyway, Maru-oka. that's Maru-oka. what Kellick said. That's the type of human sacrifice. In the location is that castle, and it's in Japan, and up until the 16th century. Okay, so what would happen was what happened. What happened is that lords would wall up live victims in pillars, dams, and other building foundations to appease the gods, who would protect the building from attacks and natural disasters. It was also a term for workers buried. Alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, that's, uh, that's disturbing. Yeah, it is disturbing, but it's one. It's home to one of the most famous uh, human sacrifice stories in the Fukui Fukui Fukai. I'm thinking Fukai Prefecture. Um, uh, in um, yeah, I'm trying. 
So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to look it up real quick. It's uh, one of the castle walls kept crumbling during its construction. No matter how much it was reinforced, it was then suggested to the castle lord to make a human sacrifice. So unfortunately, a one-eyed peasant woman with her children named Oshizu, Oshizu was chosen for the sacrifice. And the mother only asked that her sons be made into samurai after the ritual. Now, the lords agreed, and she was buried under the central pillar of the castle keep. <clears throat> Unfortunately, the castle lords didn't keep their promise, and her sons were never made into samurai. So afterward, the moat would overflow every spring rain when it came time to cut the algae. And the locals thought it was the tears of the mother's sorrow and erected a tomb to appease her spirit. And there's a poem that goes with it. And it's passed down through the generations, said, The rain which falls when the season of cutting algae comes is the rain reminiscent of the tears of the poor Oshizu's sorrow. So, yeah. Human sacrifices. Not okay. Not okay. Not okay. And there's another cursed poem, but we're not going to read that one. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Because, <laughs> because in reading it, you are there. You are then cursed. Yeah, to like the lowest levels of Buddhist hell, which is just no, thank you. So yeah, so thank you so much for joining us tonight to listen to the Japanese spookiest urban legends. Um, there were plenty more, and we will be posting all of our research that we have found in our Discord, which is in our solo link. You cannot run from us. We are everywhere. Everywhere. And honestly, why would you try to run from us? Like, I'm just saying. I mean... Just accept it. Just, <laughs> just go with it. Just accept that this is your life now, and we're in if it. If you do not follow all our social so, medias and join us on Discord, I hope that every time you try to order a 10-piece from McDonald's, they give you a 7-piece instead. Oh! So, for those who didn't <laughs> and know... And that's your pillow like, ain't cold. <laughs> so, real quick, just for those who didn't know, the whole, like, uh, in people being incorporated into building structures and stuff... Um, Believe it or not, our very own Golden Gate Bridge had that very same thing happen. Of course, not intentionally. Be explicit about that. Not intentionally. Mm. But there are technically 11 people buried in the construction of the Golden Gate Dang. Bridge. Aren't there also people in like the, the, the London Bridge, too? Yeah. Yep. And but, the Tower of London. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole nother podcast. Okay. So we're not going to read the curse poem because it, it, it activates the curse if we read it out loud. So we're not going to do that. So what I'm going to tell you is grab the salt, check under your bed, grab your favorite Wobie, turn on your nightlight and protect yourselves from the woolly boogers in the attic, or in this case, in the basement. Don't go and find we, that baby. No, we won't. And we will see you next week. So yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye now. Hi everyone! Dad joke. Oh, oh, dad joke, dad joke. Oh, dad joke. Hold on, hold on. Um, um. <laughs> I the thing I was going to talk about with the Samara and the. Um, have you ever heard about the claustrophobic astronaut? He just needed a little bit of space. That's all. 
negative. Oh. We're done. We're done. On that, we are done. Cue the music. Cue the music. Bye. 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 Bye.